Welcome to Insider Insights Podcast, where we dissect everything social media. I'm Maria Ganza, Marketing Coordinator at Social Insider and your host for this show, excited to get into the nitty-gritty of everything social media. I'll talk to social media professionals that work in freelance, in-house for a company and in an agency environment to get the best of all worlds, which is a nicer way of saying we'll snoop around and see how others do it. Let's jump in. For a long time, I kept wondering if there is a social media manager formula for success or how other social media specialists are spending their time. Do we share the same knowledge or is it more? So this is how season two of Insider Insights came to life. Let me tell you that a social media manager can be a marketer, a strategist, a copywriter, an analyst, and a customer service. Most of the times, all in one day, managing all these diverse responsibilities can be challenging at some point, but this is a career path of continual learning. Today, you will meet Alexandra Ray, the Global Social Media and Community Manager at Nestle. Hello, Alexandra. Thank you so much for accepting my invitation. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Hello. Glad to be here. How are you? I'm fine. I'm happy that we can uh, finally record this podcast episode. Uh, so um, let's start this episode with your journey. Please tell me, how did you start your career? So I, I guess it kind of goes back to my university days. Um, so I kind of finished school and went off to university and studied languages. So I did French and Spanish at the University of Birmingham, um, which I absolutely loved. But in my third year there, I got the opportunity to go abroad for a year. So I did six months in Toulouse in France and six months in Valencia in Spain, which was incredible. And um, that was kind of where my love for food began. Um, and I just loved the culture and I got really into cooking and decided when I came back for my final year of university to start like a little Instagram account um, to share recipes and photos of food, etc. Um, just as like a little side hobby while I was studying. Um, so yeah, I set up an account called Everyday with Ray and I um started my own website where I'd like upload recipes every so often, which was great. Um, and then when I finished university, I think like everyone, I just had no clue what I wanted to do. And I think because I studied languages, it was quite um, open. Like there was a lot of different options to go down. Um, and I remember literally sitting down and writing a list of things I like. And on that list, it was food, social media and like communications. Um, so I started looking for jobs in that. Um and found a well, I'm from the north of England so I live in York um, and I found a little PR company who mainly worked uh, with food and drink companies and they did like two to four week internships so thought that would be a good chance to go and figure out if I liked the um, business sector of food and communications um, which I did and loved my time there. I got to do a bit of content creation, got to do a bit of like content calendars and a bit of social um, along with like uh, PR communications work, which was really fun. Um, and then after that, I, I again, kind of went back to the drawing board 
and decided to move to London because that was kind of where the big food FMCG scene was happening. So I found a job with a startup built on brand, um, which was literally they launched their product the day that um, I started. So it was like a really small company and I was in the marketing team. Well, there was only one person in the marketing team and that was me. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where it all began. And then from there, I went on to another startup company, which was a bit bigger, um, which was a popcorn company and the marketing team is a bit bigger. So I got a lot more training and had a really great manager there, which definitely helped. Um, and then through that, I kind of became quite obvious that social media was kind of the most interesting part of the marketing roles that I was doing. Um, and then my job that I'm in now came up, which is a um, global social media manager at Nestle. So I moved back up to York, which is where all my family are, which is really nice. And it's been almost three years now since I've been there. Um, and I work mainly on confectionery brands, uh, which is kind of where the York team sits in confectionery. So I look after the KitKat, Aero and Polo social media channels, which has been a very fun journey so far. Great. So it's quite a story. You have quite a story. <laughs> so as a social media manager, what does your day-to-day -day schedule look like? Because there are a lot of people thinking that as a social media manager, you just post on social media and that's it. I've read a lot uh, these things on uh, on Facebook groups and on social media. And mm -hmm. tell us, what does your day-to-day -day schedule look like? So, yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like my friends just think that I post on Instagram all day long. But um, I think it's, it's quite hard because every day is so different. Um, kind of just depends what's going on at the time. But I guess a normal day... Um, I say normal always starts by kind of logging on and checking all my social channels. So checking um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, um, and checking for any like new comments or anything that's happened on my specific brands. And then I'll go a bit broader. Um, so social listen for anything that's trending online that day. I mean, I love the Explore page on Twitter um, and also like BBC social media updates. We'll have a look at any kind of new news on social media in general um, and then kind of starts the day off in a more creative way. Um, then normally, well, especially at the moment, working from home, got quite a lot of meetings, updates with brand teams, um, seeing what's coming up in the future um, and updating my content calendars accordingly. Um, I think content calendars is something I try and keep up to date more further in advance than just kind of the next couple of days. And that's definitely a tip to any social media managers out there. Um, and then after that, normally have some kind of analytics to have a look at. Um, at Nestle, we do reports on like every single piece of content that we post to try and see what's working, what's not working, so that we're constantly evolving and bettering our channels. Um, we also have like an in-house content studio who create all of our um, social media assets. So usually some somewhere in my day, I'll check in with the team there on specific projects to see how they're getting along. Um, but usually in kind of a non-COVID uh, life, I'd have um, quite a lot of events, um, meetings with 
um, social media agencies and platforms. Um, but obviously at the moment, that's all from home. Um, but yeah, busy days. Yeah. So as a social media manager, you have to wear different hats every day. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, now, please tell us what skills do you need to develop for this career? Let's say that our people, that people who are listening to us, they want to become one day a social media manager, but they don't know what skills should they develop. I think really good question. I think there's a lot of transferable skills to being a social media manager that people um, underestimate. I think my top one would probably be attention to detail is huge, um, especially you know when you're spending all day copywriting working with agencies who are giving you different assets and different copy and different you know paid campaigns organic campaigns um and looking at so many different assets yeah attention to detail is definitely key um and since my time just as a social media manager I've definitely got so specific on spelling and grammar and making sure everything looks the same and has the same font and logos and colors etc um And that definitely impacts your kind of social media feeds as well um, and the way consumers interact with you. I think the worst thing is when you put something online and a consumer says, oh, you've spelt this wrong. Um, so definitely attention to detail. Um, and then I guess being creative, it just comes with the job. Um, so, yeah, trying to stay creative in your role and not getting too bogged down with your specific brand and thinking bigger and wider than just your brand or your company. Um, I like to spend a lot of time looking what other brands are doing, um, not even just direct competitors, but looking like wider than that and just seeing if anyone's doing anything fun online that um, we could start or we could get involved with and speak to that brand about. Um, so definitely being creative. Um, I'm a very organized person and I think I think there's a there's a fine line between being too organized in this role because you have to be organized and up to date with your brand plans and your content plans and um, any campaigns you've got running, but also being um, able to change those plans when unexpected things come into play. So, um, yeah, being organized, but also not being too Um, annoyed or upset when things don't go to plan all the time um, and I guess that brings me on to the next next um, skill which maybe isn't a skill but kind of I <laughs> this sounds so bad but with any kind of communications I always try and plan for the worst thing that could happen um, so just like being prepped with you know standard responses and making sure you're um engaging with consumers on anything negative around your brand um if anything should happen um is definitely also a great skill to be able to do great so uh, you said about you said something about negative uh, comments or or reviews um how can we handle these kind of situations when let's say someone comments something negative I think the main thing is just being honest um, and transparent with your followers and your consumers. I think especially working for such a big company like Nestle, we do get quite a lot of negativity towards the company and the brands. And I definitely don't want to shy away from that um, because I think it's really important to, to, to get consumer feedback and to, it, it, you know, if there is something that we're doing wrong, speak to them about what we can do to make it right. And, 
um, make sure that we're checking back with those consumers and saying, oh, you left this negative comment, but since then we've done X, Y, and Z. And if you want to read more about it, go and learn about it here, et cetera. Um, I think the worst thing you can do is stay silent um, because then people see that you're staying silent and um, will fight back. <laughs> um, so I think definitely just being honest and raising it making sure that people know that there's this kind of these kind of negative comments even if it's just one comment it's still a comment that someone has and it's still valid um and yeah I think engaging with them is one thing but engaging with them on more of like a personal level than just like a specific standard response that goes out to everyone you know making sure that they know that there's a person behind that screen who works with that brand talking to them um even if it's that even if it's just like calling them by their name or um you know the the kind of language and tone of voice you're using yeah exactly because people need to feel that human touch let's say yeah definitely uh now how would you describe nestle's social media strategy um so at nestle obviously we we've got a lot of different brands across a lot of different categories so each brand each category has their own social media strategy um And I would say like the bigger the brand, the bigger the strategy, but I guess that's not always the case. Um, but when we're creating our social media strategies, we do it so, you know, if we vanished tomorrow, someone would be able to come in, pick up that strategy and know exactly what the brand is like on social media. Um, and I think that's, well, I've, I've looked at the brands even that I don't work on their social strategies and it's they're very in tune with the brand's kind of, tone of voice and look and feel the way we engage with consumers the way we work with our consumer service department our agencies our content studios um and they're kind of split to each platform as well which is something that's only been done over the last year or so because i think well definitely in the last year the social media landscapes changed quite a lot so we've um definitely tuned into the importance of different platform functionalities i think something a lot of brands are doing are kind of just posting the same social media asset across all of their platforms with the exact same copy whereas something that we've been working on is how to use each platform to their benefits and act a bit different on each platform um and that's definitely been reflected in our strategies over the last year um but we also try and keep them updated you know every three four months go back into the strategy and see if anything's changed changed or anything needs updating which most of the time it does I think quite often in past roles that I've been in I'd written the social strategy and just been like yeah that's that done but it's so important to revisit them I think if you know if you don't have a social media strategy you don't have a social media platform that's working in the right way so spending time on your strategy is definitely really important yeah I, I agree with you I think Actually, this is the first step before starting creating your content. I think you should definitely start a strategy and plan. Yeah, definitely. Now, um, can you tell me the steps behind building a successful social media campaign? Because I'm sure that you are doing a lot of campaigns at Nestle. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think one that springs to mind um, a campaign over the last year or so is I work on Aero um, and um if you're in the uk i think everyone knows aero is a very traditional brand and everyone knows that it's bubbly chocolate um but we have a product called aero bliss which is a gifting skew 
which isn't so widely known about. And we were starting to see that maybe the awareness on the product wasn't that um, high. So last year for Mother's Day, we partnered with a um, poet who had quite a big social media following. And we did a competition on our Instagram channels to give away um, 40 bespoke poems for mums or mother figures on Mother's Day um, and the winners would win a bespoke poem and some Aerobliss chocolates. Um, either the winner would be, you know, a son or a daughter gifting to their mum or mo- motherly figure um, or the mum would be winning it for herself because she definitely deserves it. Um, and I think the great thing for this campaign is just that we covered kind of all basis on social media or it it was just an Instagram campaign, but we made sure that we were covering everything. So we had organic social across our Instagram feed and the poets Instagram feed. And we, um, the really fun thing here was we kind of designed like a Instagram grid of assets, um, like a six grid that all kind of looked and felt really lovely um they were really aesthetic and they were really to the point um so that they would live on our social channels and when someone was scrolling through our feed they'd be like oh what's that and they'd find out a bit more about it um so that was also shared on the poets instagram um and as well as that because they were like digital assets we created some lifestyle imagery as well to use on instagram stories um to kind of remind people to enter the competition We also created some GIFs for Instagram stories as well for people to use just with like our pack shots and our little gift a little bliss saying. Um, And we also sent some uh, sent some bespoke poems to influencers as well whilst the campaign was running so that um, they would um, post about it and people direct people to the competition um and we also had some paid media running at the same time as well so we kind of had every single social media touch point running at the same time which I think encouraged more people to visit the channel and enter the competition um and what was really nice is a we definitely saw the awareness of bliss increase um and b I think because it was just a sentimental campaign and aero bliss is all around giving little lifts and making people smile and the poems definitely did that which was so nice and when people were receiving them they were you know posting content on their channel saying how lovely it was and um using the gifts and say like messaging us really lovely messages saying how nice it was so it was just a really nice campaign and it was quite easy quite simple to put together um I think it was quite last minute when we decided to definitely go ahead with it but um yeah I think covering all bases um so that there's multiple touch points where people can see your product and your um messaging but that was a really fun one to work on great um now what's the most important lesson you've learned through your career oh god um there's so many I think social media well not social media specific but I think something now that I work in kind of a bigger company and there's so many people involved, it, it's quite easy to kind of go a bit quiet sometimes and um, you know feel a bit intimidated on calls, but I'm definitely learning to be more bold and more brave with my ideas and making, making sure that 
I get my ideas across in a creative way um and you know if I if I want to do something I figure out how to do it properly um so definitely being bold and brave and not being scared to voice your opinions even if they seem silly to some people who don't really understand social media I think like TikTok being a great example if you try and show some of these videos to hire up people in the company who don't use social media they're just like what is this but um yeah just being confident that you know the platforms the best and that you're the expert um and I think definitely one I'm still working on but a good piece of advice in social is only control the controllable I think sometimes there's been a few campaigns where we've gone live thinking that we've got everything ready and everything's perfect and then you know we've received some negativity or something's gone wrong with the asset or something and you can you can get really frustrated by that and feel really disappointed but actually when you stand away from it and you look at what you've put into that campaign and what you've been able to control you should always um yeah focus on that I guess great and what's the hardest thing of being a social media manager what's the hardest thing of being a social media manager um I think it's just everything changes so quickly um so you think you finally got to grips with you know Facebook or Instagram or Twitter and then they let out something new or they take something away and you're just like oh god I think like Facebook business manager is a great um example of that it just changes so often so you feel that you're finally getting to grips with it all and then they update it again and you're just like oh god you've got to go back from scratch um but I guess it's just yeah again I've said controlling the controllable just always trying to stay cool and um make sure that you're just staying on top of those things. Great. And my last question for you is, if you could teach me three things about being a social media manager, what would you teach me? Oh, God. Um, I think number one would be, I guess this is biased because I'm in my role, but don't take organic media for granted. I think... Um, something I've definitely learned since being at Nestle is some bigger brands are so focused on paid media but um organic media is so important especially with like influencers and being able to help um build on a campaign and spread your brand's um core message is so important so I definitely say if um any brand's not live organically then they absolutely should be uh I think as well I'd say maybe going down kind of the influencer route but also not even just influencers like brand ambassadors kind of thing I think listening to your community online is so important and through doing that especially on some of our Nestle brands we've kind of identified like key brand ambassadors who almost um influence people online um I don't want to say for free because you know we've got such a good relationship with them but I guess that's the whole point we've built relationships with these people through finding them online and maintaining that relationship and inviting them to our events and sending them products when it's their birthday or something to make them feel a little bit more special um but yeah I guess the lesson there is listening to what your consumers have to say and communicating with them and making them feel special um and the third one 
would just be to remember that you are speaking as a brand. I think um, I can sometimes find it quite difficult and take things quite personal when someone, you know, you've got a consumer who's really angry or upset about a product and complaining. Um, consumers can forget that there's a person behind that screen and there's a person writing those responses Um, and sometimes I I can take it quite personally but I have to remember to step back and just keep talking through the brand and um, trying to be understanding and yeah stay cool so that is definitely one I'm still working on. (laughs) (laughs) Great it was uh, really nice talking to you yeah I took some notes I took some notes while you were talking. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for your time and for sharing all these information with us. Great. Thank you for having me.